Hey y'all, welcome back to BWS, better known as Black Women Snitching. I'm one of your hosts, Ayana Monet. I'm Evelyn. I'm Ariel, and let's get into it. Hey y'all. Let's get into this check-in question. What you got for us, Ariel? Okay, so my check-in question for you all is now with us working, the semester is winding down. What are you looking forward to most for the summer? I think we say it all the time on this uh, podcast. Um, I am ready to be outside. Absolutely. I am vaccinated. I'm about to be vacated. I am just trying to go wherever my friends is. I want my ass out. I want to be on somebody's beach. Oh, I'm going to twerk on somebody's sun. That's what I'm looking forward to. All that. Ooh, that's a mood. Yes. A mood. Um, what am I doing this time? I have some major transition coming up this summer. Um, we have a special episode coming for y'all later in the summer. I'll update y'all on some of the things I have going on. But yeah, I think for me this summer is really just about getting back to the basics of like me and what I need. And similar to Evelyn, we're already planning a couple trips. So um, yeah, my ass gonna be out, get ready. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to get real tan. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be in the gym. I'm about to be learning some new skills. I mean, I just, my plan for the summer is to just be up and down the California coast, living my best life. Um, that's yeah. my plan for the summer, to be on different beaches every week. Yes, ma'am. I think for I'm me, vaccinated. Listen, I'm not vaccinated, but I want to do hood rat things with my friends. And it's gonna okay. happen. We got you covered. It's okay. Listen, by default, we fine. <laughs> you ain't gonna get we it. good, so you come outside. Listen, I am so excited. I miss y'all. Like we were talking earlier, and I was talking about how I was happy to see y'all and talk to y'all. Cause like the Thursdays when we don't talk, life seems off, but. I'm super duper excited to hang out with y'all. I want, you know, show y'all around my town, around my city. Listen, I'm excited. We might have to share with everybody on the BWS uh, Instagram. Check the story. We can go live. Yes. We we should do a live. We can probably, we might, this summer, we definitely, that's the other thing we haven't told y'all about. This summer, we're putting in a lot of work into BWS and like our marketing, um, possibly merchandise. So we are really like doubling down on BWS and like investing in this brand. And so that's something I'm very excited about for the summer. And I don't want to get lost in the shuffle of like all the fun things we want to do for ourselves because like this is a fun thing we do for ourselves too. And we love doing this podcast together. And so I'm excited to see like what fun, creative things we come up with for our social media. Me too. I'm just like, like you said, working on the brand because right now, you know, we are just three women who by all means, not IT people, not like really big. We're creative, but to the point of- They're not tech people. Yeah, like it looks- At all. pulling this off by ourselves doing graphics by ourselves editing figure out how to edit by ourselves just continuing to like you know increase those skills and make our brand like pop mm-hmm. so i'm excited about that listen photo shoot 
all of that is yes, coming. Let's do a photo shoot. I'm so here. All that's coming. I will get. Yeah, let's do a photo coming. shoot. I'm gonna get us shirts made. It's the brand. Like listen, that black woman shirt. It's right. Delisha making the shirts for me, <laughs> baby. Let's do it. Support <laughs> black business. Listen, period. So yes. So let's take a dive in the group chat, y'all. What y'all bring into the group chat? Y'all, this is a current event, but I want to take it in a different direction. Okay. Why does Khloe Kardashian not have no real friends? Can we talk about her not having real friends? Because it's not even a real person. So how can she have real friends? Oh, no. <laughs> All okay, right. So inform me. Let you me know, know what's going on. We'll put y'all up to speed. So basically, Tristan cheated on Chloe again. <laughs> Third um, Tristan Thompson. After, you know, Chloe uh, has ruined the relationship with Jordan Woods in between, um, what's the youngest one's name? Kylie. So basically, some girl came out saying that her and Tristan had relations and she broke it off when she figured out that he was back with Chloe, which the public everybody been telling chloe like girl we know we be on y'all family but really stop stop getting back with this man so my thing is this is probably the eighth time tristan then cheated on chloe at this point i think he has a problem so beyond her being stupid where are her friends at like do you not have any friends to be like sis this just ain't it and how would y'all feel are y'all the type of people who listen to your friends when they say this ain't it? Or do y'all feel like it's that's their business? I'm going to leave it alone. Now, how many times, this is me playing devil's advocate. How many times have you been super in behind a young man and your friend said this ain't it and you wasn't here for it? Absolutely. Come on now. Right. I've been big stupid. So maybe me playing devil's advocate, like you're not tired unless you tired until you're tired. And like we said, like I said in the last episode, my mama, my friends, and neither God can't tell me that that man not for me until I see and feel that that man not for me. So I think that some people want to fight for their relationship, fight for their family because they do have a child together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that could be like her mind frame. And also, my child having two parents in the same house is not going to come before my own happiness. That's just me. But Ariel, I appreciate you playing devil's advocate. I think my thing is though, there is no way that even if my friends was like, okay, she just going to do what she want to do. I feel at this point, they would have been said something. Even if I choose not to listen. How do we know they haven't? That's true. That's so you true. Know her, the twins, from ATL, what's her name? No, Malika, yeah. something like that. Malika. You know, yeah. Malika was yeah. telling her left and right, like, hey, girl. Was she? Was she? But no, Malika's twin, Khadija, I feel like, is the one who's like... Which one of them dated Rob? I have no idea. The I, other Malika. I don't keep up well, with the Kardashians. It was, the same one that dated OT, like, not OT Genesis. Was it? I don't remember. I don't keep up up with the Kardashians or their friends. So I really, this is all from like high school knowledge, to be honest with you. When I I used to keep up with them. They're not real friends either, to be honest with you. Oh, listen. 
I don't know know. if Chloe has real friends, but I do know that regardless of what her and Tristan are going through, like you look stupid in the media and you, you not saying anything might be the best thing because when she does talk she sounds even more stupid like Ooh. to be honest with you when she does talk when she do speak on it she sounds ridiculous so it's better for her not to say anything and to just like move as if the world is not watching because I honestly just it's embarrassing at this point it like is. this and man has no respect for you your your child or your family so like move on the Capricorn in me y'all like y'all know me I try to hide my despise for the people that like mm-hmm. the people who mistreat y'all and mm-hmm. me as a friend I will just not say anything mm-hmm. I will just be like because I hate him now you got it you good like if that's what you want to do you got it right and I just like I just support my friends so like you you y'all already know it's some names Same. that y'all can bring up that I'm gonna just be like because well, I, I don't got shit to say about that because I hate that I hate that man now <laughs> and so that's why I'm just like Chloe where your friends at like that because my friends know I'm I'm a loyalist to the fullest and I'm not gonna let you post his ass either like have you looking stupid you could tell me Billy Bob did something sweet I'd be like that's nice you already know where I stand but I still like him right I ain't ain't gonna say it out loud but you can read it in my face I'm gonna be like absolutely I feel like my thing is just because we see something different on social media doesn't mean that that's that she doesn't have those people in her life or that like many of us she ain't had enough yet and she gonna keep going back until she had enough and it don't matter what her friends her mama or god have to say about it Listen, like, let me be dumb in the dark dd dumb in the dark this be me dumb in the dark Listen, Girl, i remember y'all i remember talking to one of my friends and i was just like you know Listen, BWS, this is before BWS, this before God had did his work on me, but I was just kind of like, I ain't gonna be done with him until he done with me. Oh, 23-year-old Evan was stupid as hell. <laughs> Same. And I said ignorant because I'm sitting here remembering 23-year-old me saying something similar behind somebody who was not worth that type of energy. Like, Amen. No one, it, young ladies, if you are listening, no one is worth that type of energy. You are done when when you're done. It don't matter when he's done with you. When you realize that that relationship or situation is no longer serving you, be done. Don't wait for him to be done. You be done first. When when I seen the shit for myself and I was just like, mm-hmm. but he here though. Look where he sleeping. Now, let you breathe wrong. To the left, to the left. Amen. Because that look where he sleep at, that's real. I was like, but he gonna come home. Meanwhile, I don't even want him home. Like, stay out. because And him breathing next to me makes me want to smother him in his sleep. Like, stay gone. Them coders when you don't even want to be touched, it's like, oh, I disgusted. But you know what I had to realize? Yeah, he coming home, but what he bringing home? Ooh. That's that's Baby. Let me write that down. And it's not just even, and not even on the basic level of like STDs and STIs, no, but like, I'm talking about what are those energy. soul ties? What I'm are those energy, exactly. that energy, that hose energy that you're bringing into my home, into my bed? Exactly. 
Listen, because let me not let even me call her a hoe. Let me not even put this woman down because she might not even be a hoe. She might just be stupid as me, believing what's coming out of your mouth. Listen, right. we sister wives at this point. Ew, not sister wives. I'm not. Girls, you've been sister wives with some. You've been sister wives with some people you didn't know you were sister wives with. You were sister wives with. Facts. I want to say facts, but then again, I don't want to say facts because I used to see. I used to see the women my exes used to mess around with, and I used to be like, "I'm good. He'll be back." Like, I'm good. My friend had pointed out. Cause I had a friend and she used to try to like say slick stuff. So to not be mean, but to get me to realize I was being dumb. And so she used to say stuff like that's supposed to be the people that that person is talking to. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. She's not that he'll be back. We're fine. <laughs> I was confidently stupid. We can laugh about it now because we're on the other side. You're not in there right now. You're not in the No. I'm not in there. You know that that time of your life is behind you. I know. And that's why I laugh because I know my worst and then some. Like, it completely different feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I am okay alone. I am okay single, you know. So, I'm not running up behind no kind of man. Baby, I got asthma. I ain't running at all. Do it. Can't do it. I'm out of shape. I can't even barely make it up three stairs. You think I'm gonna run? I won't even briskly walk. <laughs> you good? Now a little, a little power walk. You know what I'm saying? A little two step? No, absolutely not. For what? For why? I'm gonna stand still. He'll come. Now this is something I want to bring to the group chat, but I don't want to get it. It's like I want to bring it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to bring it because it's kind of like it's sad. Okay, bring it. Okay, so. I get this report in my email called skim. It's like how I get my news. I try and stay up to date. Well, I want to say last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, there was a story in there that I had no idea about as a black American. I feel like I should have known. So last year, families of black Americans urged the UN to investigate police killings of like basically police brutality and killings of black people. Um, I did not know this, but the UN has been investigating America and their like racial injustice and has put together last month, the coalition released a 188 page report, basically citing police killings of black Americans as a human rights, like a human rights situation that is like detrimental to the health of Americans. And I'm like, obviously, yes obviously but why did you need the UN to do this investigate like why why did white America mm-hmm. why did white supremacy itself need for the UN to do this investigation and they're still going to look at this report and be like nah we needed that report one for show I believe that and I'm not like I have a whole political science degree that I absolutely do not use. So don't quote me on anything I'm about to say. But when it comes to laws and policies and movements and things of that nature, when it comes to Black people, it always gets prolonged. So we have a 188-page document that probably will not get read. Why does it need to be 188 instead of one page that says stop killing Black people? That's terrorism. 
I have no idea because there have been laws and other things that have been passed to protect other minority groups way before us. And we've been dealing with this since what, 16, 19, since we were brought to this country. And so when we have to take something to the UN instead of basic local government, that is just another slap to our face that says, yes, it's great. We are being recognized, which we should have been. But also how long is something sent up to the UN that's 188 pages going to prolong our need for justice now. Correct. Because that, they, right. passed that, they passed that bill for AAPI like that. Like that, but like, the anti the anti bill for Emma Till is still in uh, It's uh, still stalled in Congress. Mm-hmm. So why not? And it's like one of the lines in here that really stood out to me was the killings of Black Americans could amount to crimes against humanity. Could? <laughs> they are. Because in the very next sentence, there's a quote pulling from the report that says that the police's severe deprivation of physical liberty and use of chokeholds amount to torture. Torture is a human rights violation, meaning the things that polices are doing that police are doing to to Black Americans amount to torture, right. which is a human rights violation. Not could be, but is. We already know it's happening. Right. I could be wrong and I could sound ridiculous, but I just don't think we need, let's focus on what we already have brought to the table. Let's focus on what we have already asked y'all instead of y'all putting on a show. And you know what? I hope something happens or the UN, you know, encourages that change if that's what we need to be. But I think sometimes we don't look at the smaller picture in order to look at the bigger picture, if that makes sense. We are simply asking you all to defund the police in a way that, you know, gives back to the community that we can handle some of these things that will lower crime, that will reduce police being in our neighborhood or the need for them to be in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, put police in a training that takes longer to train them than to someone to get their cosmetology degree. Because it takes longer to get your cosmetology degree and do hair than it does to have a gun or to be an authority over people from murder. So like, yeah. can we focus on those smaller things yeah. first? Can we do simple things before we do bigger and things? that's my thing. It's like, I respond to, we all respond to crisis in like major cases, you know, while we're on duty. Mm-hmm. Don't show up with tasers, guns. We don't even get a flashlight. <laughs> like, so we, we are armed with nothing but a duty phone and a set of keys and we show up. And we de-escalate situations all the time. And what's interesting to me is if white Americans were paying attention to the true purpose of defund the police, they would realize it's no different from Kentucky and Virginia being Commonwealth states. We're asking for more control over our own communities and 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 providing social services in our community. That's all we're asking for. Yeah, and it's like- what they're all about. But you're all about it. It's not for black people. Exactly. I had a conversation with a student today and he um, it was it was a great conversation. It was about government. But he was just like, yeah, and we realized America was racist with Trump. I said, no, no, no. We didn't realize anything. No, no, no. Y'all realized realized it. And it wasn't even y'all realizing it. It was that people were okay with being blatant about it. And so they felt empowered by Trump. Right. Exactly. To be their full racist self out loud and in public. 
we knew this. And so, yeah, like when something benefits black people and people of color and people who are not cis white males, they don't, they don't, they pretend not to notice it. They pretend not to think about it. I want to also say, I I forgot what I was watching, but it was was a video on Instagram that's talking about if the anti-lynching bill was to get passed, you have to understand how many white people it would affect in a negative light. You are now telling me that my actions and what I choose to do or want to do, like, now I have to be held responsible for this. Now you're adding value to this black person, this black person's life. And yeah, like Amanda, what is her last name? I want to say Seals. Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. She literally was talking about this in one of her videos, and she was talking about uh, about how like some white people be like when when black people be like when you have that white friend, you're like you need to talk to your white people or talk to your you know talk to them. It's because they are benefiting from a system. Mm-hmm. There is no system for black people that we're benefiting from. Like no, absolutely. So and what. What's so crazy about that area, like you said, if the lynch bill would pass, it would hold people accountable. I was listening to The Read, which is another, it's a really good podcast. And um, the host was saying that Oklahoma just passed a bill that says it's okay. uh, If Basically, that says it's okay if you run over people doing a riot. You won't be charged with uh, manslaughter, murder, nothing like that. Yeah, they just passed a bill. So as many bills as we, yes, and they're calling it a riot, which we already we already know that protests will be counted in as a riot. If but black bodies are storm, there, if, if, black, if, bodies if are black bodies are there, but when they stormed right. the Capitol, which was literally a riot and they exactly. had weapons, nobody got shot. Gas, nobody got hit, ran anything. over. None of, it, none of that. None of the rioters so, did anyway. We when, like you said, Ariel, when we pass bills that basically finally gives black people some equality. I don't even want to say like puts us on the level playing field, but gives us something. We counterpass bills that makes it okay to still attack and kill black bodies. Mm-hmm. It's I don't get and it. They're so, not even being covert about it at this point. You know what I'm all. saying? They're being very overt about it. They're so, like, all, all you blackies can die, basically. So I'm gonna tell y'all now that if the UN does something with this 188 page document, it it won't really change anything in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't see it change anything. I see local government, federal government making it harder for black people, making mm-hmm. more clauses on local laws that make mm-hmm. it easier for police to get away with other things that aren't chokeholds. So mm-hmm. oh, we can't do chokeholds anymore. Well, we got these batons. We got these guns still. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. We got these tasers. We right. still got qualified immunity. So. Or I forgot that my taser was on my um, my least dominant side and my gun is on my dominant right. hand. But I just accidentally right. pulled my gun out, even though my taser is yellow and my gun is black. And like the body my gun is four pounds. Right. And I've been a cop for 20 years. You know, it's fine. 26. Now, I, like, at this point, I be scrolling on the internet. I've been so a cop cool. longer than I've been alive, and you don't know your gun from your taser? Come yeah. on. That's Listen. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing this shit longer than I've 
been alive and you don't know all right he said are you dumb as you stupid because let me pick a side listen (laughs) pick a side because you're gonna tell me that oh it was an accident but what you really meant to say was oh they were black so i picked my gun and i I, and i i don't know how individual people listen to this podcast feel about defund the police but i'm gonna tell y'all right now don't come for us okay because i'm gonna tell you right now this is not the argument which you want you're gonna be blocked and blessed because um, we not have it blocked and blessed love that love you're it gonna be blocked and blessed because Black blessed no, baby because i don't have any space or energy for any arguments talking about well you're not a cop so you don't know i've been in plenty right. of high stress situations with students coming at me with weapons and i didn't need one to de-escalate the situation one of so, my friends Okay, we were talking about the Micaiah Bryant situation and one of my friends, we had like a disagreement. And basically when I said, you know, do you feel like it would have been different if these were white blonde children? And, you know, other black people have their opinions and that is completely fine. I don't want to get off on that tangent, but what I will get off out is the conversation led to a question he asked me and he said, Evelyn, if you were a cop and you seen somebody with a knife, and you had two seconds to decide what would you do? I said, but I am not a cop. I have not been trained. That is why she called them and not random the like the and They're supposed to be trained to That's de-escalate. And they would have de-escalated but, if they weren't afraid to go in a black community, if their natural instinct wasn't to kill black people. That is the point. We need people who are accountable, who are trained to do that. Like, what do you mean? I've been trained to go into situations and handle and de-escalate. And that's why I don't handle it like I'm a student when I'm in that situation. I handle it like a professional. Like, I want to see why you literally, you didn't even assess the scene. You you jumped up the car, vroom, vroom. Do that bitch in part. Four shots. Four shots. You could have shot her in her leg. How you going to shoot they, the person that called for your help? That the thing is, you could have put up from a criminal justice. They could have pulled out a taser because there have been plenty armed white men that have they have de-escalated. But when it's a black girl, um, because if I remember correctly, because if I remember correctly, Dylan Roof got to go to Burger King before he went to jail after killing nine black people in the church. Listen, and people say. Well, he didn't have the weapon on his hand. But let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse because he had a whole weapon. And, and they were shaking his hand and passing him water at the same time. What are we doing? Thanking him for being black there after he didn't kill people. Y'all don't fuck with black women. Just say that. And if y'all got something to say, I'm going to leave it at this. We said what we said. <laughs> Period. We Period. said what we said. And you can argue with your mama. You can, you can take it up with Jesus. But you can't take it up with us. Take it to the altar. Don't bring it here. Listen, I'm try Jesus, me. not me. Listen, yes. Okay, y'all. So, are we bringing anything else to the group chat before no, we jump I feel like in? That was a really good group chat conversation. Um, took a lot out of me, so I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. Jumping right in, head first. To the topic of the week, which is our recap. Final episode. Been gang gang in this thing, y'all. This is our 10th episode. 
And so you want to come right in and do a recap and kind of an overview and oversight on where we've gone and where we have yet to go. So I want to see what are y'all's favorite episodes and why? I can jump right in. So far, my favorite episodes have been A Dream Deferred, one and two, um, Black Boy Joy. I would say those three because A Dream Deferred, we, we talked on a deeper level about like the most intimate, intimate parts of like our lives and talking about like what that looks like when we don't get what we want and like how we can navigate those tough times. Black boy joy because we, you know, given these black boys and these black men their roses while they're still alive. I think um, mine, like yours, Ariel, it has been those dream deferred episodes. And not because only one, they were good episodes, but I think we found our groove in those episodes. That's when I was like, oh, we got something here. Like the chemistry, we have such great chemistry in general, just as friends. And I wanted that to translate on this podcast. And I wanted that to come through on this podcast. And I think it did. Um, So those are my favorite. Ayana, I was looking through our quotes and Ayana dropped the dream um, on Dream Deferred Part. uh, What I say, she dropped the dream. She dropped the gem that it's not until you start speaking life into you and living life for you that you really understand who you really want to be and who you really want to live life with. And I thought that was just so good because a lot of the times we come in with these conversations that you think are going to be surface level, you think are going to be just about relationships. And then we get into the part of where we are checking ourselves and we're going deeper and we're talking about childhood and therapy. That's one of my favorite things that we do on this show. We we talk about therapy, and that is such a big deal for me as a Black woman, as a Black woman who's grown up in Alabama. There is such a stigma around it, especially for millennials. And so the fact that we normalize that, normalize Black women being full, whole, three-dimensional people, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then another favorite episode of mine is the Meg episode where we talk about um, it's giving me we're diverse but not inclusive. Yes, I yes. love that episode. Ariel lost that first episode, but I promise you, because you lost it, it was just such a great time with y'all. It wasn't about the episode at that point. We was on tequila and wine, feeling fine. <laughs> and we just, we was talking some real shit. Basically, I don't know how to sugarcoat it. And I think it showed just our friendship, the depths of our friendship. So if y'all missed that episode, honestly, y'all got to go back. Those have been my favorites so far. I would definitely say the Dream Deferred episodes were just so great. Those were my favorite episodes. And I feel like those episodes are really just so representative of us and our friendship and how we pour into each other and how vulnerable we can be with each other. And so... Yeah, I love them. Um, I think my favorite moments are just, mm, Ariel be so real. Like, and I think just though, I can't even think of a specific one, but there are just so many times when like, Ariel just said all that needs to be said. Like, there you go. Like it was said, it's done. Um, And then 
I don't, I feel like I want, I want to pull up the quotes because I feel like we always have such great quotes in the episodes, but just going off of feeling definitely the, the wine up episode when we had to like re-record, that was one of my favorites just because we had so much fun with that. And we really were just like unfiltered as un. I feel like we are pretty filtered on, we are pretty filtered on this podcast, whether y'all think so or not, but I feel like that episode, we were a lot more unfiltered than we typically are, and I loved it. So, thank y'all for sharing so much. Let's go ahead and give a rundown of from episode one to where we are now. So, the random intro is number one. Let's pop it off. Okay, so the random intro was our first episode. Y'all, we were all over the place, honestly, in that one. I think we ended up talking about kind of what we wanted to get from the podcast, along with just our history Mm -hmm. of who we were as BWS, like how we farmed this and it was a really quick episode I think what I took from that episode was like it was still a work in progress so what I got from that is I can edit that's kind of what I took from that episode what y'all take from it I think from that episode I just took a lot of joy in general like I think when you did the first edit on that clip I was just like I was screaming and I was glad I remember like listening to it when I was watching like I was washing dishes I was just listening to the random intro for the first time, reviewing the episode, and I was just like smiling and so happy the whole time I was listening to it. And I'm like, this could really be something for us, you know? And I think just like that first initial feeling of like, okay, we want to do this. I already have another podcast, you know? And that was just kind of like what I was coming into it with of like, this is going to be fun because I'm doing it with people I care about and I like. But after like hearing it back for the first time, I was like, no, we can really do something with this. Like, absolutely we really vibe uh, like off off the mic and on the mic absolutely yeah for me I think hearing like hearing you all's intentions about what you want to like bring into fruition with the podcast that was something really dope because it was like I know what what the podcast means to me what BWS means to me but like to get to actually like hear what it means to you all and like share that with everybody like that was something that was really like near and dear to me yeah we talked about it's funny because we just said be blocked and be blessed and that's such a common theme that was one of the first things we talked about was blocking exes on that and I forgot like Mm -hmm. how we went into it but I know we said something about why aren't they but oh yeah it's because the group chat the group chat was everything in the first episode because Ariel talk about was talking about what happens when your ex slides into the DMs. And we was like, why are, they why are they even able to slide in your DMs? That was a fun, like, like Ayana said, the chemistry, we really set the tone with the chemistry that episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I love that even if, because I think, sometimes and I don't know if y'all can hear it as the audience but sometimes we really start these episodes like we record typically on Thursdays and we start these episodes after having a full day of work within our higher education PWI environment so we're already drained when we hop on here 
Um, we're in different time zones, all of that. And so for me, I don't know if you all can hear it, but like sometimes we hop on here and we're drained, but the second we're on here and we start vibing with each other, it brings a, our inner, it brings us back to life. That's and right. I think that's the best, the best way to describe it. Like no matter what type of day we're having, we show up for each other and we show up for this work and we show up for this podcast. And I love that about us. And I think that shows through every episode, but particularly I think um when we're talking on the random intro about like what it means to us to be right. doing this together I think it definitely shows up like our our true friendship shows up yes I agree oh. so our next episode was um the myspace uh what is your myspace profile song and so we talked mm-hmm. about you know we did the we're not really strangers um, question and that was something that was like really big we talk about like Meg the Stallion mm-hmm. and so like what were some of y'all favorite things about that episode I think that episode we did level one questions y'all like I specifically was just like all right it's our first time doing this together let's keep it chill and y'all somehow found a way to make me cry on like the most simple ass questions but I think it's just because like Y'all, we really vibe on a different level. Like, these are my for real friends. And like, if we ever fall out, you got to know, like, something major fucking happened in life. Like, because these are my girls. That shit ain't going to happen because as an adult and having adult friends, we talk that shit out. Y'all is going to be standing y'all motherfucking ass beside me when I say I do. Y'all motherfuckers going to be there when I push these big head kids out. Period. I'm done. I think that that conversation we're having just right now was very reflective of that episode because I think because we brought brought the we're not really strangers game in, that basically was people coming into girls night. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. I think that episode was so much more for us than it was for other people, for the audience. Because we laughed. Ariel's talking about um, me being late. Just a lot of inside jokes in that episode. Ooh, and the group chat, y'all, these group chat conversations go off because I think yes. that was the one I'm looking at it so I can actually say what it was. But that's when we talked about affirmation versus um, validation. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that was a group chat conversation. Yes, ma'am. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's why we're doing this recap. We've had some really great conversations. We have, I think for me, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's heartwarming to see us literally lay it all on the line, on the table, when we talk and we yeah. have our episodes. Um, and so I think for me, my favorite was our next upcoming was episode three and four, which was a, a dream deferred part one and part two. Um, and if I have a preference, part one was my favorite. Out of the two, but we talked about what happens when you're the dream that you wanted is no longer what you're looking at and you're facing reality. And part two was about like what happens when you hold the wrong man down. And so, listen, I think dream deferred is when I like I had me crying and like the check in question was like, yes, it was really good check in question. Um, but yes. That's the episode that if someone says you have a podcast, where do you like say we should start? A dream deferred part one is the one I'm going to say 
go listen to it. That that is Black women snitching right there. That is that is the vulnerability that comes with being a full human being. Eat the group chat discussions, the recap, the brownish, um, giving flowers to our people because I think that was when Cicely Tyson died. Yep. That was what we were about. Like that was such a good episode. Ayana dropped some quotables. Ariel dropped some quotables. I think Ayana said um, in that in one of those episodes, when you can't truly discover who you want to be with until you discover like who you are, or something along those lines. I'm loosely quoting mm-hmm. it. And then Ariel dropped the gym when my mama, my friends, and God was telling me this man wasn't for me, and I was still there. Like. Oh my gosh, such a good episode with just talking about how we compare dreams or we live for other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. And like really getting into that, like implications versus intentions, like really talking about what it means when you go into a situation without setting your intentions, like for real, for real. I miss, I, I miss us in person so much because I feel like if we recorded this podcast in person like oh my goodness but I really those conversations would have been a lot more like and I already feel like they were so in-depth and so real and so raw and so transparent but like y'all like the levels we go to with each other knowing that we're gonna put this out for the world I love it I love it. I appreciate that rawness from us. I think every episode is like, it's real, it's raw, it's uncut, it's us. Mm -hmm. And so for us talking about burnout, I think that was really Mm -hmm. a a die for us. So the next episode Mm -hmm. that we talked about was like burnout and taking off the cake. Mm -hmm. And we shared, you know, about being black women in higher education and talking about the signs, the, the symptoms of burnout and how we recovered from it. And so mm-hmm. that episode was for me was just like, I am having a debrief with my girls about everyday work shit. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And just breaking down the trauma that we experience on a daily basis and calling in it the trauma, workplace. you know, yes. instead of just saying like, oh, it's just work. It's just right. working in housing. No, this is trauma. This is trauma work that we do. Right. And I think what outside of just the conversation, seeing Ayana come in with these statistics and with the facts and actually taking to time the time to value this and research this, I thought that was super important because the reality is we are experts in our area of higher education. in in the degrees that we have, but we're not experts in all of the things. And so we know we can only speak to some of our experience. So taking the time to understand and realize that this is something people outside of our field struggle with. And so like, let's pull up some statistics and like kind of break down what this may look like for just black women who aren't in the higher education field. So I thought that was super cool that Ayana took the time to do that. Yeah, I really love doing that. And I love that being my episode and just like for those of you who may not have been catching up with us and are listening to the recap because you're picking up season two just know Ayana Monet had a lot of life happen in season one okay um and burnout 
she was me and I was she like <laughs> we are we were one in the same at one point in time and I just loved that my friends recognized that that was something that I was going through and allowed me to go through that supported me through that um uplifted me through that and then helped me turn that into an episode that we could share with the world and hopefully help other people avoid even getting to the place that we've all been in at times, you know, as Black women within this job and just within moving through life. Yeah. And I feel like as Black women, we have to be in this box or have this this platform or like diminish ourselves because we don't want to make others around us uncomfortable. And that brings me into like our next, the next episode, which was, it's giving me diverse, but not inclusive. But we Maybe. talked about, it was a lot of tequila in that episode. And that was that when was we did the line up. Yes. And we talked about Meghan Markle. And like, we talked about that interview that she had with Oprah. We're talking about like literally how the black woman is in society. And so that episode was a literally a fun episode. I forgot to hit record. We had to re-record, but it yeah. was like. And y'all have to understand, when we say we had to re-record, we hop on to record at 6 o'clock Central, 6 p.m. CST, okay? That night, we were not done recording until like 12 yeah, like midnight. Because my yes. I like am, our episodes are long AF, y'all. Like we give y'all the edited version. Our episodes are two hours long. I'm a, and I'm ahead of y'all. So like the time difference for me was very much so. But I think I was that's my favorite episode. Like I love Dream Deferred Part One and Two. And that's the one I'm like, okay, go listen to that if you're new. But like that is giving me diverse and not in, like but not inclusive. That's that the was second one you should listen to all-time favorite episode one because we was off the tequila mind you we were drinking when we recorded when we thought we recorded the first episode so by the time we had to re-record it was it we were all like pull out your bottle take a shot let's do this set this to explicit because it's about to get real and like when ariel ariel named the episode within this the episode because i was gonna call it pay me my worth because yes i was like Meghan Markle's interview literally is a black woman snitching on these folks. We got to do an episode about it. And so we like rearranged our whole like play schedule. We was going to put something else out that week. We was like, no, we got to put this out that week. That was Mm -hmm. such a fun episode. We was cussing. You hear me? We was cussing. The way we do on a regular basis. We, We generally try to not be too explicit and cuss too much um but with that episode we were just like let's keep it real with the people that was so what y'all came for we talked about tequila and top shelf alcohol and that oh that was such a fun episode it was such a fun episode because I feel like it blended together like like and I hate to say it like that but it's like it really blended together like our friendship because we are the friends who can go from talking about institutionalized racism to popping ass. Like that's, that's, that's us. Like that's what we do. We will be in a meeting, but we rolling up listening to act up. Like 
that's that's the vibe but that's real like that episode really does encapsulate like who we are because we dead ass was talking about the effects of like slavery and racism and things of that nature in an institution like marriage and then you take it to the royal family and we were talking about mental health problems that black women face Mm -hmm. and we also were talking about turning up in college because we have depth and that's all I we got layers okay period yes okay black women are multidimensional listen speaking of these layers the next thing that we went into was we were talking about confidence y'all like the journey to self-confidence and there were so many layers like uncovered and pulled back from that episode we talked about um how the question I wanted to if I can remember correctly the question uh was how um what are you giving yourself So I am actually looking at the Instagram post because I love that question so much. We decided to like make it the post Instagram it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you loved yourself more. Yeah. What, what would you do if you loved yourself unconditionally? Yeah. I love that question. Um, and I got that question just like going through the internet. I was looking at various things about self-esteem and self-confidence and like um, just like y'all know how I do when I do an episode. I was doing my research and I saw a similar a question similar to that and I like rewrote it worded it for us because I'm like these are things that we would these are things that we talk about and like questions we pose to each other just because and so yeah like that question and when I was and I remember I had two or three questions I was going back and forth about and Evelyn was like nah that one that one that one's gonna be a really good conversation I think for me, I'm getting emotional over here, but I think for me, I love that question so much. Y'all, I'm about to cry. I love that question so much because it allows what we are preaching, which is we want young Black women to be able to be their full self. And that episode for me was letting people know that we are still on this journey working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because all of the things that like, come into being the person that makes you who you are and so because we are black women we get pushed back and we don't get to experience experience developing into a full person so that episode for me was just kind of like that that vulnerability piece that we keep preaching so I love that question because as a thinker like what would you do if you loved yourself unconditionally and sometimes you have to hesitate and pause and be like damn do I love myself unconditionally yet like where am I at on this journey yeah and I feel like that was such a good pulse check for us um as friends and for in for us as individuals to just be like damn like do I love myself like even if it's not unconditional yet like do I love myself listen I that question even now to this day like it makes you it makes you think about the times and the spaces and the places where you know your confidence and I remember talking about and sharing in this episode um about how like I did there at the time and place where I didn't love myself that I think that I was worthy of living um and like uh you don't know how you can impact somebody just about like 
that two minute to two second like experience that you have with that personal interaction mm-hmm. and like that the journey of self-confidence it's important and if we can't uplift and protect and love on another black woman like I think that with this episode it showed how much we are like pushing for like that within itself like we want to show love we want to give like that support we want to give that uplifting so this was a really good episode for me yeah Yeah. and I think we work really hard individually and also collectively to make sure that what we went through no other black woman has to go through I think we work really hard as a group and as individuals to make sure that like those who come after us don't have to have the same struggles that we had because we had we had black women we had mothers we had sisters who have done that for us and we we really do try and pay that forward and that's one of the major things behind even starting this podcast is just making sure that we provide a space where we can be honest and transparent so that maybe our stumbles and missteps can help the next young black woman on her come up yes and our eighth episode was one that I oversaw which was black boy joy um we talked about and discussed giving the black boys and the men their flowers and roses that episode and I think that was a really really fun episode um just because of this like asking the question of like what things have you seen that makes like that you've seen about a black man or a black boy that like brings you joy I know for me it was black men dancing for Ayana it was black men in nature um for Evelyn it was black men and their kids and so we talked about that and like just literally like smiling and laughing about like seeing these black men be full men be a full person to be vulnerable and so that was a really good episode and I want to say was that the group chat we talked about cheating respectfully yes it was was. and um because I remember because I believe it was when Ariel said well let's Let's play devil's advocate. Have you ever stopped to put yourself in his shoes? And Ayana was just like, I want to, but they be wrong, period. And I said the same thing because I was just like, you have no idea. Like, I would love to see it from their point of view, but they point of view be wrong. <laughs> I have to stand on my head, turn my neck around the other way, and it still wouldn't make no damn sense to me. My favorite part in that episode, and I I try to do this a bunch, but was really giving the Black men in our lives their flowers. Um, This week, I found out my uncle was in the hospital, and I can look back on that episode and see that I gave him, you know, his flowers. And I'm just so happy that I got a chance to shout out the Black men who have made a difference in my life and just kind of reflect on what they really mean to me. So I think for me, that was super important in that episode because black men really do get a bad a bad rep. And it's it's hard to speak as 
someone who like, oh, let's talk about Black Boy Joy, but we understand that we're coming in this as Black women. So I appreciated that episode. Yeah, I think it, like I was really on board for the episode. We all were like, you know, we make, we agree on doing this stuff before we come up with the concepts and all of that. And, um, but I think for me, my relationship with Black men has been different from you all's relationship with Black men. And I think that a lot of times with this podcast, I don't think people have said it outright, but like, I feel like people really try and make it seem like Black women are constantly like, men ain't shit. And like, that's not the case. Like, and that's why the, the episode was important to me because like, regardless of us having, we talk a lot about like past relationships and our past experiences and life in general. And so I'm glad we were able to do that episode and like let people understand like we don't we do not have like bashing energy like we don't bash anybody but we do tell the truth and we do speak facts and our facts are that up until now we have encountered some really trash individuals uh and that's just that's just what it is and I love how we stated that in the episode because a lot of people really do like to say oh black women be trashing black men no 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 these black women are trashing the men they have dated don't get it twisted we show up for black men each and every time Mm -hmm. so on a daily basis on a daily so I appreciate it I remember I want to say in that episode also we quoted normalized women being trifling and men being vulnerable and we talked about like that machoism that I don't know why but men feel like they can't cry they can't talk about their feelings or show any signs of weakness and we were encouraging you know the men in our lives and around us to be vulnerable and creating that space to be vulnerable with them and so that was a really good episode um in, in the sorry Aaron. don't go for it i was gonna say when you were saying we were talking about how and why black men can't be vulnerable i got to use my favorite quote that i know y'all heard probably on almost every other episode it's because of racism period hmm. i've said it on the last episode it's because of racism and it always is and it's always gonna come back to that because until you fix that, a lot of the stuff is not going to get fixed. Being vulnerable in our last episode, we talked about breaking up. Um, we wanted to make this one a fun episode. And so mm-hmm. regardless of sharing about the breakups, we talked about the playlist. What do we do to help ourselves and like kind of get out there? And I remember we talked about in this specific episode, we, we asked, if we had a book, what would our book be? And like naming that book and like, what do you go through? Um, how do you allow yourself to kind of deal with that breakup? What is our support system? So, and then the, our guide to breakup. So that was a really fun episode for us. I think that was so fun because we got to go through our playlist. We actually made a playlist for that, that we need to put out, but that was a fun episode because we got to see each other's music taste and it was all over the place and also the title of my book was let that shit go and we we talked about our favorite thing from episode one to the last episode which was uh be blocked and blessed block him Mm -hmm. 
and that's black so funny. Him, black his friends. His black black mama. mama. His bald headed mama at that, as mm-hmm. Ariel said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, that's the quote. That block him, block his friends, block his mama. Yeah, I know how I feel about dudes and their mama and their grandma. Edgeless ass sister too. Listen, edgeless ass sister, edgeless ass sister, bald headed mama, and fragile ass grandmama. Uh-huh. You know, niggas love their grandmama, so you beat their grandmama ass. They might got beef with their mama, but they love their grandmama. Yes, this oh my gosh, this is hilarious. But no, the breakup episode I think my favorite part of the breakup episode was when we were talking about the songs and we all talked about cardi b right <laughs> be careful listen listen when that album dropped we were all going through some things okay and it, it was even that it. album and the city girls album we were playing them to um repeat Shout we was out ready to, to show out for, for for introducing me to the city girls oh, literally <laughs> <laughs> that was Literally. such a like I love the soundtrack of our friendship, y'all. I mm-hmm. love the sound. And people be like, Evelyn, you got ratchet when you went up there to Kentucky. And it's like, nah, Evelyn started living when she went up there to Kentucky. We had period. So- and we still like that today. That song that uh y'all sent beating down your block. I said that to my sister. I was like, I am trapping in my head to this song. When she said, she said. Don't call me from no cell because we ain't belling out. So you better not go to jail. I said, well, she, know, she accurate right now. I'm going to ride up, but no, I ain't going to die. Right. Listen. She's like, eyes when I tell you this, if you think you're going to, if I'm going to sweat you, you out your mind. I was like, sis. No, she said, she said you at your motherfucking mind. Said motherfucking like, mind. She said it. Them like some bean bags. We bouncing them around. I was like, hi, sis. Teach me. Show me your ways. It's about to be a hot yes, girl. You want them? You, I'm done with them. You want them? Oh, Listen. I love us. It's giving me everything that I need and more. And here's my thing. And I think it's just like, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whether it's sexual history, like we keep it real. And like, if you got a problem with that, this is not the podcast for you. Um, and I'm gonna let you know that right now because ain't shit gonna change except our, our age. So I'm gonna just let you know right now, that's what you're gonna get. If you don't like to hear cussing, you don't like to hear women be honest about their sexual freedom. If you don't like to hear women talking about the ways in which men do not show up for us, this ain't for you. This ain't for you because this is real grown folks conversation and if you're not in an emotional place to handle that i'm sure there are other other things out there for you we we we'll pray for you this is the podcast that you listen to when you want to have a group conversation with your friends like we gonna give it to you real we gonna give all of it to you we the friends chloe kardashian need so when you come into the group chat don't think we're here to hurt your feelings, but we're here to give you the real. Mm-hmm. And if your feelings get hurt in the process, just say ouch and move on. Like these you are your real friends who care about you. You need right. to hear that shit because I'm not about to be looking stupid next to you in proximity. 
Come on. If you listening to this podcast, we all want you to be looking stupid. Period. Listen, y'all, we're not about to be the bird to the feather they talk about. Okay. So when we tell you to block him, sis, we doing that for your own good. You're going to be looking dumb out here. <laughs> That's for your own mental wellness, sis. Mental, physical, emotional, all of that. Mm-hmm. We're here to look out for your wellness and your prosperity. We're here to make sure you don't make the same dumbass mistakes we did. Yes, I love that. Little known thing that I guess y'all wouldn't know as listeners, but we did the episodes so far ahead that a lot of the times we would have to incorporate what was happening now just into normal life. And I love that we can do that. Like a lot of the pop culture stuff we talk about, you're going to hear on other podcasts. It's not like everybody got an opinion about everything, but we really take it and we apply it to life in general. That's what we did with the Megan episode. Um, That's what we did with like the Grownish Review episode. We That's what we did with Sweetie and Quavo. We applied to like deeper conversations. So I love that about us. And I think that's because like when we are in our group chat, you and Ariel, I feel like always push me to think about stuff outside of just the surface level. So even when we're sharing stuff in the group chat, we're talking about, oh, this could be an episode talking about like, you know, this theory or this, you know, underlying, you know, this is just talking about patriarchy. This is just talking about, and it's like, I love that like y'all's intelligence, y'all's wisdom, y'all's cultural competence shows up in everything that we do, including our conversations with our best friends in the group chat. Like, it's beautiful to me. Thank you, Ayana, because I wanted to give you y'all's flowers. So I'm glad you set that up like that. Like, I and Ariel, I feel like you're about to say something, so you can go into what you're about to say. This is not going to change it, but I want to give you y'all flowers because doing this with y'all, I'm not discrediting myself. Like I know I could do things by myself, but I don't think I would want to because y'all brought where my weakness lies, your strength lies, and I've seen so much like growth in y'all just as like business people, like outside of my friends, like business partners. First off, Ariel sets up an episode like you come in with a check-in question out the gate that's not it's gonna make us think and I really really appreciate that Ayana you keep us on point like if I come in here I feel like I do a pretty good job on like the let's structure this aspect but that's only because I know you have your stuff together so well I really do feel like this podcasting space is kind of like where you shine you shine in so many other areas but like you give such great thought out answers and perspective also ariel something we didn't talk about that is a part of the podcast that we kind of came up with during doing the podcast because you know obviously we had a whole plan of what this is going to look like and then from you know from our planning meetings to the actual execution of it of course it's going to look different while we figure it out but ariel added the wind down and i was like oh that's so awesome because she not only did she incorporate it like, you know, a wine night for us, but the wine down came with, you know, we're winding down. So what are you drinking on? But what also are you doing for self-care? Because we know that sometimes we be hit or miss on the self-care. So it's kind of our time to check in with ourselves and say, like, am I taking care of myself like I'm supposed to be taking care of myself? Loved that about the podcast. I promise you, you just read, like, you read my mind because I was literally about to be like, Speaking of self, 
care. Like, let's jump right down into the wand. Like, we are here with it, y'all. We recap our first season. Oh, I can't believe favorites, ups and downs, and in and out about starting this podcast. And to be very honest with you all. I would have had it no other way. Like, we've learned so much about ourselves, about each other, and about the vision that we want for our podcast. But then this first season, and there's so much more to come. And so I'm going to start my wine down by one, thanking the both of you for taking the time, the sacrifice, being flexible, being adaptable, everything in between, and making this making this thing thinking so i appreciate y'all i love y'all and what are y'all drinking on tonight um i'll start us off i just finished off my bottle of ruby red rosé with grapefruit um and this is a wine that was given to me for my birthday so i've had this wine a while now um and apparently it's a french wine didn't know that but it's bottled in france i took today as a sick day so (laughs) that was part of my self-care um just because i've been having really bad migraines and stomach pains for like a while now and y'all know this like i've not ate like a full meal and like not been in pain in like over a year and so i need to figure that out because whenever i eat my stomach just hurts like a lot um and so I'll go sometimes I go a week without really eating a full meal um and so I need to get that figured out but because of that I think that's been what's been causing my migraines and I've been having really bad migraines and nausea over the last couple weeks and so uh, I also haven't been drinking enough water my self-care has been trash if y'all not hearing that (laughs) my self-care has been trash and it's showing up and so I slowly just started to take some time for myself. Now that I've reached some of the goals I've set for myself um, for the semester, it's time for me to like tune back in with myself and take the time that I need to take care of my body because my body is not happy with me right now. Crisis because your your body is not going to serve you if you don't serve it. I am drinking on uh, a local wine. It's the Biltmore Estate, and so there's a Bilt, the Biltmore is in um, North Carolina. I'm not gonna tell y'all which part. Y'all need to stalk me, but yeah, I'm drinking a uh, Pinot Noir from there. It's pretty okay, but I like halfway overstopped because I think I was on my like second or third cup, and I was just like, oh, it's getting hot in here, so I switched to water. Um, my self care looks like I got all the next week off, and I cannot wait. But the gag is, I'm gonna do a little bit of work while I'm home, and I hate, I hate to do it. I hate to say it, but there are some things that I gotta wrap up because students are going home next week, and so I chose to take my semi vacation while students are transitioning off campus. So I still have some things to wrap up. So I'm taking my computer and I'm going home to see my family because I need to see my people. I miss them so much. And I'm going to give my grandma a hug because I've been vaccinated. So I'm excited. Okay, okay, okay. I am on my third cup of sweet bread. (laughs) Feeling good, light, and free. 
for self-care. My self-care has been allowing myself to be like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Like, nah, like for me. Um, Though my hours of work has been longer because we did move out and closing move out and trying to do paperwork and all of that and charges. Um, I've been in the office until about six o'clock every day. I'm still allowing myself to be like, I'm tired and that's okay. And then delegate because we have summer assistance. Hmm. What are you doing here if you're not working helping me? Because uh, delegate. <laughs> if I got to work for my paycheck, you do too, baby. Come on. Check these rooms, clean some things, do what you got to do. Listen. So, yeah, that's on that. And that's how self care looks. I told myself I was going to start working out, but I'll be asleep. So I'm giving myself some grace because yeah. how can I work out when my body's telling me to get rest? Okay, I can't. You can't. You just can't. And that, I love that Evelyn said, you know, you have to serve your body because like that's been, I've been really awe. And it's like, I really plan on using the summer as like my recommitment to myself. I know this ain't got nothing to do with anything, but it's about bodies. Y'all, so tell me why I got these size four pants and oh, I cannot girl. get them with my because that thing is stinging. Listen, like who your buggy and big girl? I think my buggy and big and like, somebody said, um, I said Beyonce said it best, and I felt her pain because I had to jump to get them pants on. <laughs> you talking about my everyday life trying to get into pants my everyday mm-hmm. life I don't uh-huh. have no I, I really don't feel like I have no ass but like my I really don't like I feel like it's flat like it don't look like nothing but I'm I trying like to I don't have hips. On it's like uh, yes I have hips See, I don't have hips but the ass is there mm. I think I, really I got hips I got I got them hips I'm supposed to have kids out over here I got childbearing hips oh for sure kids for are sure. supposed to come out I ain't got no hips but that ass. I have that very ass narrow knows. hips. <laughs> I just honestly, and not that y'all need to know this about my behind, but like, I honestly, it's a birth defect. Like, I honestly feel like that's what it, because like this whole extra not ass. showing your ass to us. I have, I have <laughs> extra ass. <laughs> like, there's extra ass above where my ass is at. <laughs> Listen, it's called the top of your ass. Right. I don't know what else to describe it. It's as. the curve. Right. It's a lot. You got, you got the curve. It's a lot. I lie. suffered from not having ass for a long time. And now that I got yeah, it, I suffered. Listen, and I know why God didn't give it to me in them um them high school days because your girl don't know how to act with I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm using it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a part of my self care, though. That has <laughs> I have reincorporated that into my self care. Like getting up and shaking my ass has become it. It disappeared for a couple of months, but she back now. Period. Listen, I was y'all probably won't believe me when I say it, but Ariel used to be like flat as a pancake at the back and at the top. Y'all, I was an A cup when I graduated high school. High I school. I was an A cup when I was in a sophomore in college. Aren't you a double D from area? Because you're definitely not. I am a double D now. I'm like, aren't you a double D? And well, where did my to be technical? Hold on. 
Yeah, I'm a double D male. That's unfair. So you just grew in college because mine just be here. It's called freshman. Well, not it ain't even freshman. Like I started gaining weight freshman year, but like it was really like 30 pounds because I was 125 when I graduated. Like my freshman year of college, I was 125. I gained 30 pounds and the titties came with it. Baby, guys, say you all are. Because you can't have I feel like you hit that adult puberty and it'd be something different. Like adult that thing puberty is different. And they don't tell you about it. They don't. They say you stop growing after 18. Bullshit, Lies. Mr. Jones. That's Lies. a lie. Because your girl didn't get titties until I think I was like 22, 23. As long as you're alive, your body's going to change. Yeah. Listen, like, every seven years, you get all your old... Uh, all your old skin. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm a new woman. I can't wait to have skin so my boobs will get big. I'm gonna be great. I get saggy. I hate to say it, Evelyn, but like I don't think that's gonna happen for you, sis. What do you mean? Yes, it is. Everybody boobs girls when they have kids. That's they, the new prediction, baby. When you they breastfeeding titties, yeah, they go, they go away. Hmm. So I got it all ripped out. So my boobs are going to get big. I'm going to continue breastfeeding until my kids are like two. I'm going to have a couple of them. So they're going to stay up there because I'm going to keep breastfeeding. me turning and I'm popping out. And Evelyn's yeah. kid, mama, come sit down. I need to snack. Right. Hell yeah. Mama, keep I'm these, hungry. Keep these things banging. And when they tired of it, I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to be like, you see how they look now? Keep them like this. Perk and alert. And that's <laughs> No, I saw this meme and this girl was like, the least that you can see. She was like, the least you can do after me carrying your big head ass children and pushing them out into this uh into the world is to give me a mommy makeup or give me a little tummy tuck in a boob uh a boob job. Keep the tummy where it is. Just you see these breasts, let them stay. That's what I need. I'm gonna be right there cheering y'all um in my childless household. Listen. You can have the nieces and nephews. They can go right on over there. Listen, I'm fine um, with that, but I'm gonna give them back. <laughs> every summer, every summer, y- y'all going over to y'all uh, uh, Yana house. Mm-hmm. That's for going sure. over there. Going over there with y'all cousin Sebastian <laughs> and y'all cousin sober. Well, y'all, this was a good episode. I love doing this recap. Like, I know. I low key I- forgot about some of our amazing conversations, and I'm glad we did this. Not for real though. Because when We're time goes, another like recap not recorded before we do season two. I don't know. Because when time goes by and busy with work and everything goes, you kind of just lose sight of mm-hmm. like what's been the game plan and the journey. But this was really good. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and complete our wind down. Ayana, tell them if they don't know by now, where can they find you? Sweetie, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram at Ayana underscore Monet94. Y'all can find me at underscore erucker22. I always say underscore or sometimes I'll leave off the underscore, but erucker22, you'll be able to find me. You can find me, Ariel Darkhead underscore beauty on IG. And you can find Black Women Snitching on IG. Black Women Snitching with no g and just like that ladies it is the end of season one and it is a wrap it's a wrap sis bye y'all bye